Hello and welcome to today's podcast. This interview was recorded live in Amsterdam at the Vespa Global Expo in October 2021 and features a roundtable conversation with industry experts from the Printerias stand, focusing on trends and opportunities in the textile and interior decor sector. I hope you enjoy and thank you for tuning in. Hello, welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in to our live streaming sessions here at FESPA 2021. The halls are busy and we've got lots of visitors and we're having a really great show. We're on day two and we are currently on the Printerias stand, which is a showcase of all of the latest innovations, technologies and applications within our industry for a very exciting um, area of interior decor. I'm Debbie McKeegan. I am the FESPA Textile Ambassador and with me today I have four industry experts from the digital textile space covering lots and lots of different applications here too so it would be great first of all to introduce Nicole Gamba on the left here from EFI Regioni. Sat next to Nicole is um, Peter Botts, Boots of Chromalux. Have I pronounced that correctly? Peter Botts. Okay, this is good. On my right I have um, Alexi Itin from Demens. That's correct, hello. And on my far right here, we have Mark Solman of Mimaki. Mark, welcome and thank you for joining thank us today. You. Okay, so we are just going to um, have a very light conversation um, about the textile industry, the interior decor industry, and all of the different surfaces that that encompasses. Um, and we have four or five questions for our panel today for informal conversation. And yeah, so should we make a start? Everybody's happy? Go ahead. Go for it? Okay, cool. Okay, so ladies first, I think, just in in this instance, to start off with anyway, with the correct etiquette. Um, Nicole, could you tell us what excites you most about the interior decor industry for EFI Regioni? Okay, I think that interior decoration was boosted really last year by pandemics. unlike other um, applications, unfortunately. But uh, it was really an amazing year since people stayed definitely more and more at home and uh, really restarted their wish, their willingness to personalize and feel really comfortable as probably they didn't used to do uh, in the past with uh, uh, daily routine and office work. And what excites me most about uh, this new this application that is rising is really how uh, the personalization that we really thought was more a topic for apparel has really spread also to the home decor segment. This is something truly exciting and we are really uh, riding this wave with some green short processes that really enable personalization uh, and fast turnaround time like our pigments technology or also dye sublimation uh, direct and also transfer. So an exciting growth in this personalization that is stepping into home decoration as well now. feelings then on um, what is exciting you about the interior decor industry? Um, I would like to add to uh, what my colleague just said. Of course the pandemic made it um, 
brought us into a situation where people are looking at home improvement, um, spending money where they normally would spend it outdoors, traveling, going to restaurants, looking at their own living spaces and, and, and seeing how they can improve their, their environment because they were spending a lot of time there. Aside from that, now that we are all or most of us returning to the office, we also see that in the office interior world, um, as employers are now rethinking how we return to the office or maybe move into a hybrid situation where people will continue to work from home, but also part-time go back to the office, that they are now rethinking and therefore redecorating the work environment. So um, interior design, interior decoration, also in the workspace after the pandemic now, is an interesting trend to see um, and we are super excited to uh, to be part of that uh, of that trend okay, that's great thank you thank you so much for your answers and I guess you're absolutely right haven't you over the last 18 months people have had so much time to look at their spaces and also have taken that opportunity and that window of opportunity to refurbish spaces I know there's been a lot of work based in the UK with people doing that in the hospitality industry but also time to explore new surfaces and new materials and things too which is, which is so so interesting thank you for your answers Alexei how would you like to add add your thoughts to that question what's it you most about the interior decor industry? I think that Nicole and Peter has told the most important thing. Mm -hmm. People stayed more at home. They spent money for interior decoration. But I think one additional thing they are taking care more of is ecology. So we're okay. staying more at home. We want our home to look more beautiful, but we also want it to be healthy. I think healthy trends, eco-friendliness became increasingly important during Corona period mm -hmm. because of two things. One is we're staying a lot of time indoors. We are not breathing fresh air. Mm -hmm. We need to take care that everything inside our home is safe. Uh, so that decreases the use of the solvents and all this stuff that has smell. That's the basic thing that people in the shop are doing. They are smelling yes. the, the product. Yeah. Yeah. So they want neutral things. They want healthy things. They want certified uh, things. But also I think people noticed our impact on the planet Earth. So we all of us saw during pandemics how the ecology and ecosystem starts mm -hmm. to grow back because we are not polluting it that much. So that's, that's I would add that eco-friendliness and the ecology perspective became increasingly important for interiors. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your answer. Mark, you've been, you've been working in this industry a long time too. What's exciting you this year about the interior decor industry? Um, it's difficult to add yes, something to the colleagues, yeah, I think <laughs> especially we from boxes. EFI. It was yeah. the same story which I would like to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's more personalization and we see a trend in printing on a wide variety of materials. Yes. If it is from uh, textured to uh, more panomeric mm -hmm. uh, to chromolux panels, yes. uh, dye sublimation in a high resolution, uh, printing on a wide variety and a range of materials. That, that's for us a trend in the last few. And, and more personalization. We see that uh, we did a search and people would like to invest 70% more if it is personalized for in their home or in their interior. So that's also a huge trend. 
So they'll invest 70% more? They, they're they willing to pay more for customization? for customization. Okay, yeah. that's interesting, isn't it? So, and that's good for our for yeah. our digital markets. It is. It's, it's really interesting as well. And kind yeah. of that's also interesting in that when we look at how much how much workflow technology has come on in the last 18 months as well, creating that automation for mass production is getting easier and easier and easier. It's just a question of scale, isn't it, really? It's very, very, very interesting. Okay, let's just go back to Nicole. Would you agree then that sustainability, as, as Alexi pointed out, has become a riding, a huge issue in, in the industry and it's something that your customers are looking for more and more and more? I'm absolutely in sync with Alexis since it is uh, truly the main trend uh, and the main topic that is being discussed with my customers. And in my opinion, what is interesting is that while a few years ago, uh, sustainability was more a kind of greenwashing in the textile industry, today uh, customers and brands are asking is really to be transparent and really loyal to different. And uh, it not the, uh, a differentiator, but it's really uh, a compelling requirement more and more in the textile industry. That's why uh, we pay as companies a lot of attention to uh, traceability, uh, eco-labels, since customers really want to be reassured. It's no more the time where we just talk about green, but we need to act green. I was holding no, the microphone. I was holding the microphone. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> okay, little pause then. Okay. Pisa, would you say that your customers are, are in the same line? Are they asking more questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, traceability is key. Uh, people need to know where the materials come from, um, how they've been produced. It is, it, it, it is indeed no longer a case of greenwashing. It is now embedded in our society. People are aware, they are conscious of what's possible, they are conscious of what possibly the consequences are of using materials that are not as uh, sustainable. So I definitely agree and, and this is of course also for us a key point to focus on to make sure that, that we have the proper certifications for our products so that people can rely on, um, on those aspects. It's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, just before we sat down to talk, I was saying, you know, how much just this Printerias event has, has changed over the last few years. I mean, I have just been continue. our team have been continually asked questions for, you know, from dawn till dusk. It's everybody wants to know exactly how things are manufactured, what this is, what they're, you know, to the point of people asking carbon footprint, you know, and then sadly would have loved to have had the carbon footprint of the stand and all of its products worked out when we got here, but that was just mathematically not possible. But I think that's something that we have to look to as an organisation moving forward too, definitely. Mark, Mimak, you've been doing lots of work on certifications, etc. too. Could you tell us a little bit more about how your customers are asking those kind of questions? I think it's very important that the market is changing to uh -huh. that they are looking for applications and not because we have very nice machines but it's not like it's a sexy machine and the applications are just where people are coming from yep. if if somebody would like to invest and they would like to see okay 
I can do five, six other things with this machine, then in, then they are they can easily adapt the investment. Yes. So that's for us very important. Okay, I think that kind of skips to the next question a little bit as well. Well, it do is. you think that? Do you think being versatile then with the technology that people are providing? Would you say that was a trend? because of the, the pandemic, is that they're looking for more, to do more applications with similar machines, so they're diversifying using your technology? Uh, depending on the technology. Yes. Yeah, if, if, yeah if, if, you look at, if you look at textile or UV or shine graphics, people are searching for more, printing more materials on one machine. Okay. And so it's depending on the segment. It's difficult uh, to uh, answer. Okay, thank you, thank you. Alex, keep saying the name wrong. Alexi. Alexi. Why yeah. can't I say that? Something wrong with me. Okay. Alexi, thank you. Yeah. What would you say? What, what would you say the main trends were? What's driving the growth of your business post-pandemic? I would say, uh, yeah, the trends for interior decoration, there is always a fashion uh -huh. that comes in. So new designs, new new yep. fashion. And now is a tropical theme uh, that we see actually here in Printerios. I would say the designs that were selected, they are very actual. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that uh, we didn't have a lot of shows, so high textile in Germany wasn't there. Typically, yeah. that's where the colors yeah. are coming from. It starts from the, actually, from actual fashion, from clothes. Yeah. And then it goes to interior textile and interior mm -hmm. decoration in terms of design, in terms of trend. But in terms of technology for our company is uh, versatility and finding new application. Uh, our product is typically glued on the wall as wall covering. Yes. Uh, and sometimes what, what we are doing, we're doing the embossed print. So we were doing the embossed print with color. Now one of the new applications we're showing that you can make the whole image by digital embossing and then painting it over. And yeah, the multitude of application really allows you to use the machine for more things. More things That's yeah, definitely yeah, always yeah. a good thing. Okay, okay. Okay, can I? Absolutely. I, I would like to uh, add to the, to the trend discussion that mm -hmm. even though this is printeriors and we're talking about interior design, uh, and I would like to comment on something that you said earlier, Alexey, about people staying at home, people um, wanting to um, to be in a, in a healthy environment because they were not going outside, like you said it. Yeah. What we actually see is that people were not just investing in their um, interior, but also in their outdoor living spaces, so outteriors, basically. And that's something that we, um, in, in certain regions of, of, of our market, geographical regions of our market is that we see that, that people take the home improvement also outside the house, around the house, um, gardens, pool houses, patios, so taking print outdoors. Um, and, and that's obviously where our product um, being hard surface metal plates for, for high resolution uh, imagery production come in very nicely. So I really hope that other uh, industry leaders will, will join us in developing those outdoor solutions as well because I definitely see a trend there. Thank you, thank you for your answer. Can we talk then now about market shifts? Because, you know, looking looking at what's happened post-pandemic and, and this may be, well, it actually applies to wall coverings as well and hard surfaces, but particularly perhaps in the textile space. So my, my question would be, following the shifts and the, uh, people talking about reshoring, et cetera, et cetera, what have you seen in your customer base, Nicole, um, with regards to people entering 
you coming into the market for entry-level machinery to so that they can do parallel sourcing with regards to bringing things in from the Far East, supply chain issues, etc., etc. Have you seen growth because of that? And have you also seen growth as people now embrace digital as a solution for mass production rather than analog? It's a great question, and uh, this is something that uh, we, uh, we really observed very, very carefully. Already before the pandemics, one of the strategic objectives of our product development roadmap was really to be able to serve reshoring and nearshoring trends. So businesses that uh, decided to really differentiate their production in different regions with production hub, but also with the possibility to manufacture near and consumer. That's, uh, that really uh, gave birth to products like our Blaze and our Terra Silver, our uh, so-called industrial entry-level products. And uh, what we've seen is actually a really rise and uh, birth of new businesses, especially in EMEA uh, as well as in North America, that really want to serve customers staying near them and so that are moving the first step in industrial textile. And they really uh, found a great media through e-commerce and online sales. So companies that also decided to reinvent themselves, really pursuing this new channel. And this is really uh, a growing trend that we observed, really in line with the nearshoring and rearshoring uh, phenomenon. Thank you. Thank you for your answers there. I guess the same question over to Mark then, or a very, very similar side to that question, you know. Have you seen, have you, are you witnessing new sales because of entrepreneurial growth? Is it due to reshoring, nearshoring? Um, is it because people need to, you know, are they buying four or five machines or are they actually now making those jumps up to faster production? Are they really starting to move to digital, fast, high-speed textile production closer to home? If we look at uh, textile printing, we uh -huh. see reshoring and um, a little bit higher the microphone. So reshoring and uh, producing locally mm -hmm. uh, because the speed of delivery is just shorter. Yes. I told you last week about my daughters. They have just clothes where they walk in for six weeks and then it's ended. Yes. Also due to the quality of the clothing. But <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> or the size of them. Or Everything. the size yeah. of them, yeah. <laughs> but it's really producing more locally uh, and the speed of delivery. That's that, that's what we see from Imaki in the, in the textile industry. And um, depending of the regions, uh, it is small or bigger machine. That's also depending on the regions and what they can afford. Okay, so we are we are starting to see that that, that switch towards digitization then. And I would think, Alexa, you're see, seeing the same thing, but different skills with, with customization driving that agenda for you too. <coughs> yeah, of course, people want to have custom products, custom yep. wall coverings. But what I also feel that uh, after pandemics, definitely there was a crisis for everybody. Yeah. And uh, people became more active, uh, more entrepreneurial, more looking for new solutions. So I think we all were very positively surprised by the amount of people and the attention at the show. And I think that's what happens in moment of crisis. Mm -hmm. People start looking, what can we do? But clearly digitalization allows you to print locally, worldwide in different places similar products and yeah. then you do not need to ship uh, 
worldwide small packages which is costly time consuming yeah yeah so digitalization is is, is personalization uh, that can be done by digital printing without yes. sending the product worldwide is very popular yeah I mean absolutely I mean that's one of the, the huge huge trends going back to trends isn't it of the whole pandemic the, the march of e-commerce I mean we've seen 10 years growth in the first six months I mean the, the figures are absolutely astronomical and I think because sadly the pandemic went on for longer than we all thought we've got new we've got new behaviors haven't we that we're not sure we're going to go new expectations yeah yeah how do you feel about that piece do you think the pandemic has definitely accelerated the digitization of our industry and it has the e-commerce affected your business? Um, I, I could give a very lengthy answer um, but that would take us away from interior design because we are with our product range we are also catering to the um, photo gift market yes. um, and of course people spend all that time at home lockdown going through their uh, personal photo libraries so we saw a huge uptake on uh, small sublimatable photo gift items that uh, people bought online to send to the grandparents because the children couldn't visit the grandparents themselves so they sent pictures printed on mouse mats coasters keychains pictures to put on the wall um, and so on but back to the discussion that we're having I think it's only human that our expectations changed as a as a consumer but also in the professional world if you spend 12 months doing all your shopping online and you get used to the fact that whatever you buy it is delivered to your doorstep in in, in 24 hours or even less then when you go back to your professional life you have this expectation so yeah produce closer to home faster um, production instant gratification I think this is now something that the professional world that the industry needs to needs to embrace as well it's reality people expect instant gratification they expect their solutions to be delivered the next day and of course that's not always possible but that's definitely a trend that we need to uh, look after it is interesting, isn't it, how, like, I mean, I, I look at technology over the last two or three years, and it, it just constantly amazes me how we've had this kind of era of consolidation in that all of the technologies outside of the world of print seem to all have realigned and helped support themselves all the way through you know so you really can digitize the workflow from a to b regardless of whether you're going b to b or b to c and because of that you're witnessing massive growth in e-commerce you see massive growth in e-shoring entrepreneurial growth unicorns coming into the industry who perhaps have never had any experience of textiles or other printing they just see that the applications are great business models for for the technologies really which is fantastic um, I think we might be shortly going over time so I shall skip on <laughs> so we're all um, looking forward to Berlin which won't be so far away will it May will be here before we know it so I think the final question for everybody might be um, which is new products or sectors excite excite you the most looking moving forward to Berlin so we've we've emerged from the pandemic what's going to be the strong things driving us forward to to Berlin are we going to see some new product launches new technologies or new applications or just marches in the supply chains really which way should we go Mark we'll start with you this time 
I keep going to the left. Um, looking at new technology, uh -huh. um, we as Mimaki are really investing in also for people to automate yes. our machines. So yep. all new machines are um, ready to integrate Great. in automation system. That's, this is also something we learned from mm -hmm. the pandemic. People need more automation yes. or, or the printers need more automation. Um, and we see a huge demand for UV LED next to okay. yeah, a lot of because of the diversity of media and uh, so that's something how we look at the future and also for Berlin great so you see yeah. huge growth in the UV UV technologies moving across lots of different substrates and yes. for different applications yeah, using one ink set yeah, yeah that's great fantastic thank you so much Alexi I also have to agree that UV LED becoming increasingly popular yeah. everywhere as well as textile dye sublimation printing. Mm -hmm. uh, but from our company and our perspective, we add the special effects to the product. Yep. And we would be adding some new models, new things, new type of materials that cannot be printed digitally. Yeah. Today, we'll try to bring them to the market. So you're bringing Berlin. new experimental, well, they're not experimental products, they're proven products, but exciting the market with new surfaces and new applications. Yeah, actually, uh, because of the um, uh, of the um, coronavirus, uh -huh. there were lots of shows cancelled, and there were new models that were supposed to be shown on Drupa, okay, uh, because on Vespa, but you know, because everything was cancelled, we were unsure if this show would be actually popular, mm -hmm. if it would be good scene enough to introduce some new things. So right. then we're waiting for Berlin, okay, okay. But you have you day two, we've got lots of visitors, haven't we? We've done very well, exactly. It's great, it just yeah. shows you how you know. People, we love people, don't we? Impede. You know, we can do it. We can do it. We, I think everybody in this industry has done a fantastic job. Really, have an astounding job to bring the news and to bring to keep the pulse going in our industry and to help everybody during the pandemic. But you really can't beat the buzz of machines, can you? And to just right. yeah. I, I don't know if you have official statistics, but uh -huh. from our perspective, it seems to be the busiest Vespa ever. Already on day two? On uh, day one to day one, you know, yeah. in other years, I would say. We're really positively surprised by amount of yeah. people and thinking that many countries still are not allowed to come. Yes. And having this amount of people, that's really crazy. That's, so you, you have really great quality contacts. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, Peter, next, same question to you then. Sorry, I'm sorry, Michal. I'm going to call you. You're going to be the end. Okay, so which technologies, new products or sectors are you looking for? forward to bringing to the market to Berlin as you move with your product to enhance it. Thank you. Um, in our space of the of the print industry, we are, like I said earlier, um, outdoor living spaces, outdoor applications of print. So in, uh, in our technology, DICEP uh, printing on, on hard surface print media, we will come with solutions that um, have longer uh, longevity with outdoor use so that people who invest in outdoor um, outdoor print can rely on a uh, longer life of, uh, of the materials on our Chromalux panel. So that is that is probably the key um, the key product launch that we will be taking to uh, Berlin. But come to Berlin to discover it because I cannot disclose anything else today. No, no secrets. <laughs> no secrets. No secrets going to be told here today. And as far as Yefarejan is concerned, we're really looking forward to meeting again in Berlin. And the areas of development are really 
a lot focused on sustainability. So one of the key drivers for our roadmap will continue to be uh, ensuring and enabling our customers with sustainable processes, reducing water, energy, consumption and also chemicals consumption so uh, much more to come in pigment uh, also in dye sublimation uh, especially as far as direct sublimation is concerned so to skip and avoid paper and improve also printing results and also much more so innovate in all the processes to make them greener and also printers more effective in order to uh, ensure that all the solution can drive towards sustainability. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you everybody for joining us today. So, would we all agree then that I think moving forward, we're looking at automation, innovation, and just, you know, sustainability being the top trend definitely in our industry as we move forward into, yeah, a, a, a tricky start to the next decade, but we'll, we're going to accelerate now and digitize is great. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Mm -hmm. Interiors. Yeah, it's thank good. You very much. Thank you so much, and thank you everybody for joining.